0: Listen in for strategies to grow your team, craft the systems and processes that you need for your business, and establish business foundations that you may have skipped over. I know you're ready to do really big things, so let's do it together. Hello, friends. I'm back. Welcome to another episode of the Ops Authority Podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Garrick, and I'm really excited to chat with you today today. I've got a, I feel like it's a juicy episode. It's one where I'm being quite bold. Sometimes I record these episodes very early in the morning, sometimes basically, long story short, I am recording this episode at the peak of my day. You know, everyone has like a circadian rhythm that you just find your work zone at a different time. And I've been recording these in the morning and really my peak time is about this time of day. So you're getting a very unfiltered kind of spicy little version of Miss Natalie. (laughs) Can you talk about yourself in the third person? I don't know. Anyway, thank you guys so much for being here and for being faithful listeners to this podcast. It brightens me when I hear from you guys that you are learning, you are growing, you are gaining confidence from the conversations that I am sharing here. So thanks again for being here. And as we dive into today's topic, which I'm going to be covering things that I'm taking a stand on. These are like my hot buttons. These are the things that fire me up in this industry, and I am here for this. Before I get to that, ladies, do not forget that we are hosting our first conference here in San Antonio, Texas, in a little under a month, right at a month from right now. So I would love to invite you and to have you explore if you can see yourself at our conference, April the 11th through the 13th here in San Antonio, Texas. It is called Growth Getters Live because that's exactly who it's for. People who are service providers who have a skill that they want to monetize or are monetizing and how we can set our businesses up to actually serve us, to where we don't get burned out, to where we don't get hyper-focused in over-delivering and sacrificing yourself. So if you're ready to realign, to get a new mindset, to set a new vision for yourself and your company, I would love for you to join us at Growth Getters Live, happening very soon. Head over to growthgetterslive.com and get your ticket so we can see you here. All right, let's dive into the things that I'm taking a stand on. There are so many voices out there. We are influenced by so many people, so many brands. I mean, all the way down to commercials, right? So when you think about that from a work perspective, or I put myself in that place, I know that I'm following people. I know that I am watching what my peers are doing. I am influenced by people who have huge brands like Sarah Blakely. So I mean, with Spanx, by the way, if you don't know her, oh my goodness, she is such a joy to follow. I love just watching her and what she creates and how she leads, but that's a story for a different time. But I am bringing this to you guys because the amount of impressions that we get from other people is so big, so wide, and they make a big point. And so it leaves us as consumers or listeners on the other side just feeling like we have to follow in somebody else's footsteps. And so in this podcast today, I'm going to be sharing my independent thoughts, the thoughts that I have that are really controversial in my little bubble, but they're different than what I am seeing and how I am influenced, who I'm influenced by. These thoughts are coming from people that are really admirable people in my opinion. However, I just feel differently. So I wanted to come here and air my interesting thoughts with you today because, I mean, what good is a podcast for if you can't do this, right? So the very first one, and this, man, these are all like, in my trainings and stuff, if my... DOOs are listening here today. They're going to be like, Oh, yes, I've heard that before. Man, you better watch out. That's a button for Nat. She's going to go off. So I hope that I can contain my excitement and, you know, really just give this to you guys today. And I hope and pray that you guys walk away with something that allows you to expand. Because for me to get to the place that I am sharing this with you today has involved some critical thinking, some emotional intelligence. And so Join me today as I share the things that I'm taking a stand on for service providers that are growing a business. First thing, do it your way. Do everything in business your way. The way that I am doing it, the way that your friend is doing it, the way that all these fancy brands, or maybe you're following, or you're in a community of other service providers, the way that anyone builds their business should reflect the way that they need to build a business. You do not need to subscribe to anybody else's philosophy of how to build a business. There are business courses out there that say, if you set up your business like this, you're gonna have the same wild success that I had or they had. I call that business in a box. And I'm here to tell you that if you are going to build a business your way, it is not going to come out of anyone else's mouth. You're going to have to use your own thought processing, understand your values, your beliefs, your boundaries, your skills, and all of this takes some time to dive into. So the idea of a business in a box is absolutely false. It will not happen. You can't buy a course in it. It's just Not possible. This is why I believe that when you're building a business, you need to be in community under the direction of someone who will hold space for you, who will give you the exercises, the ability to process what works for you. Buying it off the shelf is not going to lead you down a fulfilling path because it's going to be somebody else's box. So Doing business your way is the number one rant that I want to bring to you guys today, especially as service providers, because your skill is your skill. That skill is either an innate gift or craft that you have or it's a passion that has been lit by maybe a former experience. And speaking of experience, a lot of times your services are gonna come from a previous experience. It's a combination of all of those things, your skills, your gifts, and your experiences that create a strong business structure for you or that service that you're able to then provide to other people. So you wanna do this your way. You cannot create a business that is exactly like somebody else's if you have different experiences, different gifts, and different passions, which are all true statements. So can you already feel it? I'm already getting a little hot, (laughs) but I want to make sure that you hear this message loud and clear. To be a service provider and to have a business, to be building a business that I hope that you want to scale at some point, you are going to have to do this and build this, set the structure up to be independently yours. This is gonna require some critical thinking and so copying and pasting somebody else's is a false thought. Already, number two, people come to me all the time who are service providers, they're in our community, whether it's our DO community or our Ops Insiders community, but they come to me and they say, I need to make money. How can I make money? Friends, I've got some hard truth for you. If you are an operator, someone who leverages your operational brain, your gifts, and your skills, you're going to make the most amount of money right now with the greatest amount of ease by selling your skills first. Exactly what I was talking about with point number one. Where is that combination of what you're interested in, what you're excited about, and what your experiences lend you? That builds the offer or the product that you're going to then sell. If you want to make money, if you need to make money right now, look at where your gifts are and get out there and start selling those. Start telling people that you've got this gift because that gift is going to be needed. We are all such different humans. We have different skills. That's why teams exist, because not one person can do all the things with excellence. So as those people and businesses begin to scale and solopreneurs start to say, you know what? I want to build this, but I cannot continue to do everything. They start looking to plug the leaks and they're gaps with people like you. So if you want to make money, take a deep look at yourself. What skills do you have? What do you do better than anybody else? And start talking about that. This is is going to lend you to have the greatest profit margins in your business. So I think of my days as a solopreneur, I wasn't paying anybody else. There was nobody else on payroll. That meant I got to take home nearly everything that I was charging for my services to my clients. I only had to pay for technology. And that lent me to having the most amazing profitable business ever, That is called a retainer business where I was selling my services as a solopreneur. The greatest profit margin, the greatest amount of money coming back to me was during that phase of my business. Then once you've mastered that skill, you start to understand what it is that you are able to confidently produce and how you can show up as a business owner. This is where you start to gain a lot of knowledge about how you want to build your business. You have to start before you build. And so when people come to me, either they're reassessing themselves, they have a new goal in mind, or they're in a place where they just need some income. I'm always going to direct them back to their skills. Their skills become their service, and that's the greatest profit margin you can have. From here... Then you can productize it over time. What does productize mean? It means when you can take your skill and then you could turn it into something that you can replicate on a one-to-many model. In my personal journey, I was doing operations in a lot of businesses and I took that knowledge and I put it into a group program. This is the very first thing that I did to productize myself. So I was talking to, at this point, five-figure solopreneurs who didn't have the ability to bring in a team. So I built a small group of people, eight people the very first time I did this program, and I was helping them to be an operator inside of their business. So I took the skill and the gifts that I was using in a one-to-one capacity. Then over time, I built that one-to-many model but here's what happened. I wasn't bringing home as much money because I needed more people to help me to do this. And I also couldn't charge near as much because it wasn't a done for you service. So I'm getting a little bit excited again, but I can tell you if you are looking for money, look at your skills first. Okay. Moving on to point number three we're coming off of a quick rant on profit margins and how important those are and why that's so awesome. It's the most lucrative business model. The one that I was just talking about is the most lucrative business model where you're a solopreneur, you're selling your skills, and you don't have a team yet. It's at this point when you're bringing home the bacon, the most amount of the bacon. I don't think that that's a very good analogy, but this is where you're having the greatest profit margin, as I've already said. Now, Remember, I told you when I was doing this, I didn't have a team. The only thing that cut into my profit margin were my systems and the technology needed. The one piece that might have caused you to scratch your little head was marketing. So let me tell you, if you are a service provider, here it comes. I'm just, just brace yourself. Social media marketing is not needed. I am taking a stand on that statement. Is it a nice to have? Yes. Is it surround sound? Yes. When you are building or reestablishing a business, you do not need social media marketing. But you know what you do need? You need to start having conversations. You may leverage social media platforms to build relationships so that you can get on the phone with people and build connections, build, create conversations and build relationships. Those things will translate into sales. Sales. You are not going to sell a high-ticket, service-based offer off of social media, especially in the beginning. For some reason, we are watching all of these gurus around us who are selling marketing tactics, marketing methods, Spending time and resources and heck, even outsourcing this, looking for strategists. I see all of these things on a very, very frequent basis where my community will invest in marketing and marketing strategy, marketing implementation, instead of getting on the phone, getting on Zooms, creating a way to actually put yourself in a place where you can build a relationship that will translate and convert into a sell. The fast path to do that is through a conversation. Social media is something that I believe should come much later in your journey. I would never tell you to start and build a business, a service-based business, where you're putting all of your eggs in social media first. It simply isn't needed. I had no social media presence, I had no website, and I was creating six figures within the first six months of me being in business for myself. I did this through connections. I leveraged the Facebook platform and I was engaged in groups, targeted groups where my audience lived, and I started to have conversations. Now, at this point, I wasn't charging crazy rates. I wasn't totally booked out. I was looking for connections and those connections were able to lead me and become a referral for other people when they were having conversations and their clients or their person on the discovery call was looking for a project manager. I became A referral for them. So social media marketing, it's awesome. We spend way too much being impressed upon by people who have much larger audiences. And here's the thing. What are you going to do with this big audience that you're trying to build? Are you going to convert them into an email? Well, now when you've got this big email list, now you're trying to market in another way. All of that is great. Those are long games. Social media, email marketing are long games. I will tell you, if you have a product, a one-to-many product, yeah, you better go all in on these marketing things that I'm talking about, these marketing methods that I'm talking about. However, most of you are looking for income. You're looking to leverage your services, your skills, your gifts in a retainer capacity. So what does that mean? It means that you don't need many people. You don't need an email list. You need to have conversations. They say that about five conversations will lend you to one deep connection that can become a sale. So instead of focusing your efforts on all of these marketing methods out there, do yourself a favor and go straight for conversations. Point number four, this is a big, I guess they're all kind of big, so I can't really say that. But point number four is reports when you raises. I haven't met too many people who were comfortable, excited about what they were getting paid now. Their dreams included getting paid more and probably working a little bit less. So how do you get there? You report on your productivity. It's not just your productivity. It's the return on investment. It's the progress that you're bringing to a company. It's the efficiencies. It's the new potential revenue. You wanna make sure that you're reporting on all of the goodness that you're bringing into a company. I can tell you from my corporate career, this was something that was kind of, it was one of those things that we just had to do. It was expected. And when I came into the solopreneur space of operations, I was looking around and I was like, wow, nobody reports. I just continued with the same thing that I had done in corporate for all those years. And I was recognized for it. People were coming to me saying, I have never had somebody share everything that they're doing. Half the time, I don't even know what I'm paying for. So I use that to be a standard for myself and for the community that I am now building today. There are many ways to look at this, but if you want to shine, create a dependable, repeatable report that you send on a consistent basis. If you wanna raise, if you wanna increase your rates, make it easy for the leader to say, heck yes, you need a raise. Heck yes, you need a new title. The most effective way to do this is to have a track record of reporting so that you can show your progress at this point you take away the subjectivity of it it becomes hard concrete fact when you have a pattern of reporting all right number five last one desperate attracts desperate if you find yourself in a desperate mindset where you're desperate for clients you're desperate for money you're desperate to make a change I can promise you that is felt on the other side. We see this from job descriptions all the time where like a lot of people don't even have job descriptions. They just put a post out on social media, on LinkedIn, on Facebook, whatever. Hey, I'm looking for a project manager. Well, there's no bones behind that. There's no depth to that. So the person who responds to that Has no idea what the person's looking for, what that company is really needing. And so that's a prime case for desperate attracts desperate. I would say the same thing for people who join us in the DOO program. I certainly don't want someone who's in a desperate space to join us to expect us to do the work. That's what happens with desperate. There's not a lot of clarity around what you're getting into. So When I see people unhappy, I can promise you that it starts from this desperate place. You joined the company when you were in a desperate mindset. Going back to desperate attracts desperate. If you're desperate and they're desperate, how can you expect there to be any kind of clarity in what you're going to be doing? There may be some instant, hey, I need this, I need you to do that, like some really small task level type of things and request. But what's going to happen from a long-term perspective? There's going to be so much scope creep that's going to happen. So I'm really, really on fire to make sure that people are very clear in what they're doing, what they're getting into when they start so that they can fully express themselves so that there can be two-way communication so that you can exercise your boundaries and be in alignment from a values base with the people, the companies, and the brands that you're going to work for. All righty, let's summarize. I want you to do it your way. I want you to build a business that works for you. Number two, I want you to leverage your gifts, your skills, your passions to create an easy way to make money now. If you need money, let's start with that. Number three, social media just doesn't cut it for service providers when you're building your business. Focus on having conversations, creating a place and a space to have conversations. Number four, reports please start doing this, implement this practice right now. Even if you're already working with somebody, you don't have to wait to start this when you're working with a new client. Start it now. I promise you, you will garner the attention and that attention will likely turn into an increase in your rate and the longevity with the company. Number five, desperate attracts desperate. So I cannot close this out without telling you that I've shared my heart, some wisdom, some things that I have had to work really hard against because the digital and coaching and consulting space has told me differently. There are really so many examples out there of the opposite of what I have shared with you today. And if I just conformed and I followed all the people, I would never have built the business that I have today. So If you're tracking with what I have shared, I really want you to be at Growth Getters Live where those three days of nine to five, we are going to be focused on how to grow a business that works for you, that serves you. Make sure to get your ticket at growthgetterslive.com. Alrighty, friends, I hope you have a fantastic week. I will be back here again next week. And thank you so much for hanging out with me today.